We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update with the stories, stats, headlines, and rumors people are talking about to get you caught up on all things regarding the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Rotating guests with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings, begins now. Hello and welcome into today's episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings. I am your host, Tucker Franklin, and I am pleased to be joined my fellow member of KCSN, you know him as one-third of the KC Laboratory. It's Matty Lane. Matt Lane, how are you doing? Uh, welcome to KCSN Update. It's been a minute since I've had you on a KCSN Update, and I appreciate you hopping on with me. Listen, I would like to um, put out a formal petition to be called the thick third of the KC <laughs> Laboratory. Um, I want that to now be the intro. No longer just one-third. I want to be the thick third of the uh, KC Laboratory. But besides that, I'm doing good. It's just hot. It's hot yeah, here, man. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> It's hot everywhere. It's hot where you're at. It's hot where we're at. It's probably hot where Craig. Well, no, uh, it's, no, probably, it's, it's not, not hot there. where Craig. He at likes to rub it in our face too. He does rub it in our face that he has uh, some nice weather where he's at, and I'm jealous. But you know, Craig is great. Craig deserves that nice weather all the time. I think we all can agree on that. Um, but no. Uh, so what I usually like to do with these episodes, if you guys are familiar with KCS and update, familiar with myself. We power rank things. We're power ranking things. It's still the off season. We've got probably a week's worth of, of these podcasts left. Maybe only one week of, of KCS and updates left where we don't really have anything to talk about until training camp. And I could not be more excited for training camp because I can, I, I want to talk about something else. Um, and Chris Jones will probably I can't wait sign for you to power rank. I can't wait for you to have to power rank things that happen to each and every practice from training camp. Buddy, you know I'm going to be doing that. Uh, that's going to be a bit. Uh, me power ranking what's been going on at Chiefs training camp uh, every single day. Check it out on our YouTube channel. It's going to be a YouTube short. Uh, but no, that's a great idea, Matty. I might actually steal that from you. Uh, but we're power ranking our favorite off-field moments from the past, uh, what do we say? Not calendar year, but just like from training camp to training camp, uh, from this training camp. From last training camp, favorite off-field moments for this Kansas City Chiefs team. There's been a lot happen as I kind of went through the Rolodex in my mind of what's been going on off the field. Now, when we say off the field, Maddie, we just mean not a game moment, correct? 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, you can always veto the other person if they're getting a little too wild. But I think the whole goal yes. is, yeah, just anything that's happened since the start of last year's training camp up until now that has not been, yeah, like on the field during a game or a game day type situation. So that being said, we're going to go five to one, as we usually always do here on uh, KCSN Updated with our power rankings. And Maddie, why don't you start with your fifth favorite oh. off-field moment that happened? I, when we were going through this, you said you made a, a list of about six. And so I'm, I'm curious which one you got, which one you ended up putting at number five. <laughs> I've weaned it down. I took some out. Okay, like full disclosure, this became like a celebration of Patrick Mahomes list for a minute. <laughs> and I tried to come up with some other stuff that wasn't just related to Patrick Mahomes. So this is this is my number five. This might be my favorite one. The Cincinnati Fraud Ghouls stealing Chris Lamont's off the Chiefs practice yep. squad because they were afraid to get bopped in the AFC <laughs> championship game. Just the pure fear of them having to steal a special teams player off of the Chiefs practice squad right before the game that they still ended up losing. And then the fact that they have since released him without even right. giving him a chance to come and work out with them, go through camp and stuff like that just shows exactly what that move was. Like that's going to be something I think I'm going to remember. I'm just going to remember that and how silly that, that whole concept was. So the Frogles signing Chris Lamont's out of fear off the chiefs practice squad right before the AFC championship game. I really think that that kind of ratcheted that game up, but kind of a notch. It was already a high stakes game, but like do, having such a move and, Kent was fired up about that. Like, that was, it was one of those moves I was like, really? I, I don't know why that got such a rise out of Kent. He hated it. Uh, he was very upset about it. Just called, I think he called it Bush League at one point when we were in Vegas. He was just like Twitter fingering away about the, out. The, the Bengals being so upset or he, him being so upset uh, about the Bengals doing that. Uh, yeah. I've, I, lo I love that Chris LeMond's got a ring, a Super Bowl ring too, uh, for he wasn't on the Super Bowl team, but he played a lot of the year with the Kansas City Chiefs and, and was a very big uh, con, con, contributor to the special teams. But um, I like that's on my list. We'll we'll hear about it later. Uh, number five, uh, maybe this is a little low. Maybe it's also a little bit. Uh, I'm maybe a prisoner of the moment at this point. But I think the quarterback talks an interesting storyline uh, that hit the airwaves on Wednesday. People have been watching it, eating it up. There's been some great Patrick Mahomes clips come out of it uh, to see what he's done. Unfortunately, I haven't as the time of recording this podcast. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this podcast, I have seen episode one, but right now I haven't. I've just seen the clips circulating around. It looks really good. I'm excited to see just kind of the inside, the, the ins and outs of what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. But I remember when we had, when we heard that was like happening, we're like, Oh, like that's kind of crazy. Like that's going to be yep. nuts. Uh, because also they won a Super Bowl this year with a documentary crew following around. And I love the hard knock style of just like behind the scenes stuff like that. So that was one of those moments where I said, that's pretty sick. I'm excited to see the quarterback for the team that I like and the team I cheer for get to be followed around by a documentary crew. I'll tell you, it's pretty cool. No, I'm with you. I also have not uh, seen it as of yet. I've just seen the clip. I haven't even seen like clips anyone posted. I just saw the trailer and then that premiere like sneak peek of the first four minutes. I've been purposely yeah. avoiding all of you guys with your Twitter spoilers um, about the whole thing. So I'm hoping to get to watch it. Uh, well, I guess by the time this is going up and you're watching this, maybe I have started it at this point in time, though. You'll, you'll just have to follow him on Twitter at Matty underscore KCSN uh, to uh, to see if he's seen it, because I'm sure Matty will tweet about it as he sees it. I will as Ooh. well. Um, I put the plan is to watch it tonight as I'm recording this podcast on Wednesday. As we said, this will come out obviously on Thursday. Plan is to watch it. I will, I will have takes if he's that's if that's what you're into. I will have takes, but Maddie, let's get to number four. What do you have as your number four on your list? 
Mine is a combo piece. It's the okay. Chiefs ring ceremony, but it's specifically Ooh. Petty Pat getting yep. the two ring picture. It's, you know, the whole, you know, that's who, all of that, like just that, everything around that, like all of the different pictures and leaks and everything that came from, from the ring ceremony, from Kelsey, from all the guys that are there, but specifically Pat being Petty Pat, like mm-hmm. he is known to do when people start to talk trash getting that picture with both rings out there. Like that, that kind of, to me encompassed uh, the attitude of this team and just kind of where they are right now. Like, you know, they're no longer the, the plucky upstart team that won the super, you know, that first super bowl. This is a team that everyone knows is supposed to be there has spent a couple years talking down on how they maybe aren't going to get back to it. They do it again. They're still trash talk and they're just kind of letting everyone know like, Hey, we have two rings now in a short period of time. So like that, that matters. So that, that comes in at number four for me. That's a good one. Uh, I do love when when Pat does that trash talk in the count, the one, two, three, four. That's that uh, oh, gets me fired up. And and again with the quarterback doc, I think we're gonna get to see a whole oh, lot more of that. So much in there. I and hope. there's a clip of him talking to Max Crosby, saying you woke up the wrong MF. Or I mean, oh, oh, that's that's so good. Number four, I've got on my list is the I I, I encapsulated as just like Bengals talk, just like the rivalry how it kind of escalated with the Bengals from, uh, you know, losing the two games uh, the season prior to losing the regular season game and then all ratcheting all the way up into the AFC championship game. The Chris LeMond's move played into it. The talk back and forth, Justin Reed saying, uh, what do you, you confuse him with Higby, right? Uh, Cause they just played the, yes, they just played the Rams the week before. Um, and then, yeah, that was a mess. And then it just kind of like, just escalated throughout the season. Uh, the fans have been chirping back and forth. Uh, I don't think that there's a, a beef on Twitter that the Chiefs have had more with. I mean, Patriots fans might have been up there, but I think the Bengals are just like it's it's like at a different level than like any other fan base at this point. I mean, I think so. That's been a weird spot for the Chiefs now is the Chiefs have gotten really good. They've dominated the AFC West. You don't have that natural rivalry right now going on with the Broncos or the Raiders, which has been there in the past. And while the Chargers on the field are technically your biggest rival, that's not a fan base that is easy to hold a hostile (laughs) rivalry with, especially online, right? So the Bengals fans have given the Chiefs somewhere to direct that uh, anger and feud online. and, And it's great. And the players are definitely playing into it as well. Yeah. Maddie, let's get your number three favorite off field moment. What do you got? I have the Super Bowl parade. Um, Ah, this one wasn't, was it quite, it wasn't the same as the first one. I think for like myself and then probably for a lot of people, not necessarily the players, but a lot of fans around Kansas city, it didn't seem like quite as many people maybe were there this time, but they had just did it. Weather plays a part. I I know there was some stuff to it, but still like, it's still fun to see the guy, you know, see all these football players, all these guys that work so hard for this, go out, get to have fun. It's something to fun to watch, to get used to. You see people generally just getting to have fun and do what they want to do. There's a lot of fun clips. You get Leo Chanel, you know, scaling oh the gosh. outside of a double decker bus. You get, you know, uh, people doing wrestling promos. You get Pat handing the, the fake Lombardi trophy to some random person in the crowd. Like you just get all sorts of fun stuff that happens. It's a fun day to follow along on, uh, on the internet. Absolutely. Uh, I do remember that day I was there and it was, it was cold. Uh, it was cold. not as cold as the first parade, uh, but the first parade was a little different. You know, they just done it in 50, it's been 50 years since they had done it. So it uh, makes sense why a lot of people were there, but number three on my list, Super Bowl parade was fun. Super Bowl parade does not make my list. Um, 
I've got the Kadarius Tony trade. And I think at that point, uh, the, the trade itself, I'm just going to focus on the trade. I know there's been a lot of recent things about Kadarius Tony, uh, but the trade itself was one of those things that Maddie, I don't know about you. It feels like we didn't expect that to happen with Kadarius Tony. I don't know if there was a lot of talk about him being moved at the deadline or really a lot of buzz with him in the chiefs specifically, but them going out there, making that move for Kadarius Tony, which was a very, it seemed like foresight move. I believe at the time when we did the live stream, Maddie was, I think it was you and I who that did that live stream that maybe BJ was on there with us. Um, that's been a minute. Um, but we talked so about like, right. We've talked about like, they've got team control with him. It's, it's a cheap move. I mean, they don't think they gave up a whole lot for him and a guy that ended up eventually scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl for him. And, possibly having the biggest play in that Super Bowl as well with the punt return to set them up to, to score his touchdown. So um, the Kadarius Tony trade I've got at number three, but Maddie, before uh, I w- before we get your, you know, your take or your number two, I want to take a quick break first. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's KCSN update presented by DraftKings. We are ranking our favorite off-field moments from the Kansas City Chiefs. Maddie, before we move on to your number two, did you have any thoughts on the Clarence Tony trade, or is that going to show up later? Or that was that wasn't on that that wasn't on mine. Um, I think the trade was good for the Chiefs. It clearly helped them win a Super Bowl. I. It, it it's not going to be super, I don't think, memorable for me. I think there would just a lot would have to happen from now going forward for me to look back on Absolutely. this season or time of the Chiefs to remember the Kadarius Tony trade. Um, and part of that is just a little bit of uncertainty about the future given the health history and just what we've seen so far. So I, I don't have him, that on my list. What do you have at your number two? Oh, 
Um, th this is called the uh, Chiefs in Hollywood. So this is where I kind of package together the quarterback documentary. Like, right, yeah. Patrick Mahomes gets his quarterback documentary. I got Travis Kelsey on Saturday Night Live kind of bunched in here. Even if you want to throw in the pot, like whatever you want me to do, just these Chiefs players, mostly Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, doing TV, doing this Hollywood stuff, getting yeah. out in front of the national media on all these different levels. Um, I haven't, like I said, haven't got to see the quarterback documentary yet. I can just tell from everything I've seen, it's going to be great. Sounds like everyone's loved it. Yeah. Travis Kelsey on Saturday Night Live was phenomenal. I, I mean, I laughed. I don't watch the show weekly, so I'm not going to say it was one of the best shows, not best shows or whatever, but I had fun when I did watch it. So just having these players that you, you know, you root for every week and stuff like that, branch out and do funny stuff, not just on football. And then like, even like I said, you want to throw in the new Heights podcast that Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey are doing. That's a lot of fun to listen to and see all their stuff that they're doing. So we've got the chiefs in Hollywood coming in at number two for me this year. And number two, what I've got is the new Heights podcast. I think that that, hey. that, that is one of the things, one of the things that started uh, really interesting that, you know, Tyreek Hill goes to Miami. He starts the podcast, right? And then all of a sudden, it seems like a few months later, oh, there's a new podcast with Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, two guys that Andy Reid trusts greatly, uh, to honestly, to behind those guys. Uh, well, you would think that he trusts greatly for them to allow that to happen. But regardless, it's been phenomenal. They started that podcast. It became the number one podcast in sports. Uh, PMT has done that for a long time. Pardon my take has been been the number one podcast, and they burst on the scene and have. I think they've had the number one spot since. I haven't really looked all that closely, uh, but they've been wildly successful doing live shows. As you mentioned, Travis Kelsey, his star has never been higher, and I really do think it's because of the podcast. Um, I think if he doesn't start the podcast. Obviously, he's going to be a recognizable guy. He's always been a guy for the spotlight when you talk about catching Kelsey and, and all the stuff that he did in his younger years. But starting the podcast kind of put put it on a different level, and I really think that that was one of the one of the better moments for for Chiefs fans to get to listen to Travis Kelsey basically give you an insight on on what happened every week. No, no, I agree. And it's been phenomenal. I wonder, what do you think on this? Do you think that Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey were sitting there for the Chiefs in the past talking with each other about how they both want to start a podcast? Mm. Try to just, you know, like just with each other? Because you're right. It Tyree Kill kind of came out with it once he was in Miami. And the entire joke was, oh, haha, -ha, he wanted out of Kansas City. So, because this is something that he would never get to do here. Yeah. And then within a couple months, here comes the New Heights podcast with Travis Kelsey. It's just like, I wonder, or did Tyree Kill ask Andy? And Andy just said no and shut it down. And Travis just never asked because of that. Like, I just wonder mm. how that dynamic worked because, uh, I mean, they both have one now. Not that Tyreek Hill's podcast isn't successful in its own right, but clearly the New Heights podcast is, you know, like one of the top ones run by current a current player in any sport. So clearly they're doing something right. I just wonder how that dynamic went within the locker room. That's really interesting. I don't know. I'm not going to act like I know what happened uh, with it, but I think it's easy to speculate that once because we did make the jokes about like Tyree Kill finally gets to do a podcast now because he started it literally almost immediately after he was traded. Um, and it seemed like the Dolphins were okay with it. He did say a lot of stuff on that podcast that um, – yeah. That was tough for him to to cash up and everything. Like tougher, honestly, it was tough for Tua to cash. Let's be honest here. He was writing checks for Tua. I don't know if he could have cashed, but Maddie, let's get to your number one off field moment. I kind of hope we have the same number one off field moment. But what what is it for you? I don't know. I honestly don't. I, I got the draft being in Kansas City. I got okay. Kansas no, we don't City. have the same getting to uh oh i see now i'm worried that i'm just completely blanking on something. But no, I got <laughs> I got the draft being in Kansas City and um. 
while it's not just related to the Chiefs, right? Like obviously every team's involved that's put on by the NFL. There's still a lot of connection to the Chiefs getting to do it. The yeah. Chiefs picked at the end of round one and had the most prolonged, here's all of our Super Bowl trophies. Watch us be the villains right now. You have nothing else to do but watch us because you have to see what happens next. And so like just the whole concept and then, you know, getting to see that be in, you know, the hometown where I grew up, everything mm -hmm. coming there. The Chiefs clearly embraced everything about it. They were have the Chiefs as an organization were heavily involved with everything. That was a lot of fun. Um, I obviously hope that they can do it again in Kansas City at some point in time because I would mm -hmm. love to go back and do it again. So that, that came in at number one for me, but I'm nervous at what you have for one because you it seems like you uh, thought I might have the same thing. Well, uh Mine is very off field, uh, but uh, I do think that the draft in Kansas City was incredible, and it was it kind of was one of those moments when I was watching it on TV and they were showing Kansas City. It was like, holy cow! Like that's like that's we we are there right now. We're like just down the street from where this draft is, and we we're doing our live show. Uh, that was a very cool, surreal moment that like Kansas City is at the center of it all, not only um, in the football world, but like people are paying attention to it. I think it was a very highly viewed draft. Uh, the Attendance, I don't think, was as high as like Nashville or something, but like that's Nashville. Um, so I, I think that I, I really did enjoy the drafting Kansas City. I know it caused a lot of people some headaches with travel and everything like that around the city. But listen, I, I think it was a good primer for them to have the World Cup. But the number one offseason, uh, off field moment that I have. It's Chiefsaholic, man. I don't know how we can <laughs> how we can talk about this and not talk about Chiefsaholic when you're talking off field. Him robbing banks to go to Kansas City Chiefs games is insane. That should be a message to the NFL. You got to lower these ticket prices. You got to get out here robbing <laughs> banks to go to Chiefs games. No, you got to lower those prices if that's what he's resorting to, uh, to to try to go to every single game. That story, I mean, it just recently kind of I don't want to say wrapped up because there's still more to this story. Uh, it came to ahead probably you could say with uh, everything that the fbi tweeted out about it and we're tweeting <laughs> out affidavits they were they've got a, a link to all like the case stuff and like a maps of where he robbed it's incredible it's going to be a 30 for 30 it's probably going to be a long form podcast oh at some God, point someone's so. going to do it um in any in, incredible of him getting arrested chief's twitter <laughs> being like where is chief saw like at is he okay yeah no that's the that's the best part. Okay, this one, this should have been my number one. You were correct. This is by far the best offseason. That's the best part. He didn't tweet for like three days. It was like yeah. three days. The, the dude took a weekend, right? Like the guy could have just taken a weekend to do something. And Chiefs Twitter starts melting down. Parts of the Chiefs Twitter starts yeah. melting down about how they haven't heard from him. He hasn't tweeted. And people are, you know, being a good community and talking with each Ooh, other sure. about who knows him, where he might be. And you see these people banding together. And I'm just like, huh. This is kind of odd, but whatever. And as the day goes on, the people that were kind of leading this, like, oh, I've talked to him in the past. Let me see if I can find him. Their tune changes. Yeah. And just all of a sudden it becomes, uh, he's okay, kind of, essentially. And then the whole news drops. And it's just, it was the wildest thing oh of all time gosh. that particular day. Like, it's gotten better since, but that first day of when people thought that he was quote unquote missing. And the, the realization of what was actually going on and the tone changes were hilarious. Dude, I've like, 
I felt like bad. I was like, man, I hope he's all right. Like, I don't want to see anything bad happen to him. That I saw it. I was like, oh no, this dude's out here robbing banks on the way to Chiefs games. You see him posted up selfie in at the front row of every game, and you're like, I, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I put hand up. I was one of those guys. that was like, how does he afford to do this? You know, he's going to all these games. I was like. What is this man's job? How does he make a? How does he make money? Well, he tweeted. He tweeted about it at one know. point in time. Tuck. He told you what he did to make money. He graduated <laughs> from Kansas State, and then he started his own business. Worked at a warehouse or something like that until he started his own business. Yeah, that's it. And that's how you can afford that lifestyle of traveling to every single Kansas City Chiefs game and sitting in the front row. Do you oh, think he does that heel click kick when he goes into the bank? Like, you know, that he does all those videos. You think that's how he enters the doors of the bank? Is that going to be the documentary? I hope, dude. I hope somebody does something about this. This needs to happen. And Pat McAfee's been a big cover of the story. Uh, so I'm sure something will happen with him or some, some, something will get done. I know they tried to reach him. I don't know if you remember that. They were like, hey, because he was on the run. He skipped bail. He oh, yeah. skipped his court date and was on the run. He was arrested in California. Of all places, I think that's where kind of I think he, that's where he's, he's from. from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was arrested out there. So like, I don't know. I remember when he also asked for like he had a he had a family vacation in Arizona planned. The co- coincidentally the same weekend that the Chiefs were playing in the Super Bowl and asked for asked asked for uh, for uh, to go for the from the court, um, and they said. No, you can't go. And he went anyway. <laughs> so uh, let's just tell you never let the law get in the way of a good time. Uh, don't, don't, don't quote me on that, please. Um, but no, Chiefs of Holland. That's my number don't one. Don't rob banks to go to football games. Listen, this is what we've resorted to. The NFL, the NFL has made their bed. They got a lie in it on this one. I think. Uh, I mean, they've got a they've got a super fan robbing banks. To even afford to go to their games. That's a red flag in my opinion. I think the NFL and needs to take a little bit of responsibility. And laying down bets on Jody Fort's and anytime touchdowns. God, that should have been the first red flag, honestly. <laughs> if, if we're doing that, that is that is a red flag. But um, I think that's a... I, I really thought that you were going to go with Chiefs of Hulk at number one. I, I was pretty have. confident. I told you. I know. I told you when you said that, I had to feel like I was blanking. And I 100% was blanking on something because that should have been number one. <laughs> the, yeah, it was it an is. insane That's saga. story. That's the story. Insane saga. But all right, let's get into our uh, second power rankings. Oh. You know, we like to do a serious power rank. That was our serious power ranking. If you that was know. serious. That was our serious one. This is our not so serious one. So if you're if you don't want any more Chiefs talk, keep listening. But if you are like, okay, I think I'm good, you can dip. Um, you have my permission. But Maddie and I, I don't think you're gonna want to dip for this one. Maddie and I actually, this is football adjacent. I would say. Uh, now that I'm, I'm remembering what this category is, <laughs> the category is um, animals native to North America that would do well in an Oklahoma drill. Um, so it is football adjacent, so you can still stick around. Good news. Um, Maddie, I want you to start with your number five. What do you got? Okay, so when I thought about this, like, here's the thing. Like, you, there's two sides in Oklahoma drill, right? Absolutely. Like, you got you to gotta be the ball carrier. You got to be the tackler. So, like, you know, like saying a bald eagle, they can just take the ball and fly away. Yeah, but, like, what are you going to do when you got to tackle somebody? You ain't, you ain't about mm. that life, right? So, I went into this. We're starting off strong. The American Bison. We're yeah. bringing him in. Big guy. Big guy. Big shoulders. Don't know if you're getting yeah. shoulder pads around him, but that's okay. He's a big dude. Strong lower half. They're pretty linear, not going to be shaking anybody out their boots, but Absolutely. buddy, you, you guys are lined up in that tight little alleyway. He's made for contact. 
Give me the American Bison at number five. You might see him on my list make an appearance as well because when I was making my list, Maddie, I looked up other animals just to make sure I wasn't forgetting one, and I said, oh, I forgot about that one. That was the one I forgot about, to be honest. Um, I, at number five, I have a big horn sheep. Kind of to your similar point. They are, they're good, good with their head. Now, Roger Goodell, the NFL rules won't love the way that they tackle head first. They won't love that. Um, but I think that they would do really well on the defensive side. A lot of this is hard when you talk about like ball carrier because <laughs> I talked about like a snake at first, right? Snake's not going to do anything. How the snake even hold the ball? I don't know how a bighorn sheep is going to gonna hold the ball, but on defense, he's going to be pretty dominant. That, But that's why he's only at number five, uh, because I think there are a lot of better animals out there that can can carry and tackle very well. But I've got bighorn sheep at number five. No, no, that that's a pretty good one. Um, I like, I understand the ball carrying, you know, concept here. I, let's just yeah. magically say they can figure it out. You know, like we can right. train them to put it in their mouth or something, right? Like this is, okay. yeah. this I'm isn't sure. going to really yeah. happen. You know, in case anyone's wondering, we're not really going to get these animals together and run an Oklahoma drill. So, you know, we can use, we can use some imagination here with carrying the ball. For number four, I'm going mm -hmm. mountain lion. Um, Ooh. Very agile cat. Jumps around, you know, big. It's not, it's not a small cat. You know, it's a pretty big, it's a big cat. You know, it's part of the big cat family, but it's also not small. Jumps around pretty powerful. Also very quick. I, so, you know, some of these bigger animals might have a tough time getting their, uh, getting their paws on it. Yeah. That's a good one. I didn't even think about any, any cats. Cause at number four, we get, this is one that we had a conversation about if it lands in North America. And I got polar bear at number four. Uh, we had to, we had to Google where polar bears are at, uh, because I said, cause first, you know, we were asking about the parameters, right? If it's actually the United States, North America. And my head, as soon as we said North America went way up North and I said, there's gotta be polar bears up there. There are polar bears, even in the United States, Alaska is what you said, right, Maddie? Polar bears. Yeah. There? So I'm not, I'm not proud of this because I, I actually had pretty good at geography, but when that first, when you first said polar bears, like, Oh no, that's North pole. I'm like, and then it took right. me a second. It's like, wait, North pole is not a continent, Matthew. They 100% have to be attached. They have to be attached to Canada yeah. or Russia, which they are. Um, and a bit but apparently also Alaska. I, I did not know the Alaska side of it though. No, yeah, me either. I thought that was a little far South. I thought it would have been like further up in like, uh, like, that the Iceland's that no one touches in in Canada type area, but I've also got Iceland the continent. That is true. Wait, Iceland's not a continent, is it? It's a country. It's not a continent, country. That's what I meant. I said no, that's fine. I meant country though. No, but it's yeah, fine. But it Iceland's made me think. Like, it made me think of like, is it in North? Is it considered North America? No, no, no. That's not North America. That's that's its own whole thing. That's Europe. So what? So it is considered in like Europe as a continent, right? Because like, aren't all yes. countries a part of continents, right? Correct. Okay, so it's a part of Europe then. Iceland and Greenland are part of Europe, okay. yes, okay. but they also do have polar bears. And then Alaska, <laughs> which gives United States, Canada, and then Russia. It's like, really? you got a lot of continents that are kind of getting some... Uh, Cover a lot of continents bears. with that thing. It's polar bears. Interesting. Woo. Okay, so we're, we're, in, we're two in. To recap, at number five, Maddie has bison. Number four, you got mountain lion. Number five, I've got bighorn sheep. Number four, I have polar bear. We're going to take a quick break before we get to our final three. We'll be right back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. 
we are power ranking animals native to North America that would do well in an Oklahoma drill here on KCS and update presented by DraftKings hanging out with Matt Lane, the thick third of the KC laboratory podcast. It's going to stick. Let us know in the comments if you like the thick third Matt Lane. All right. We're on number three. I just recapped our list before we went to break. Uh, Maddie, you have bison, a mountain lion. Who is your number third? Um, I, you know, this one isn't super fun coming right off the tails of tail <laughs> of a mountain huh. lion, but I'm going with a jaguar, jaguar for those other people from the from the uh, from the Midwest like me. Um, okay. very powerful cat, also very agile, but they're one of the strongest cats out there. Pound for pound, these guys jump True. in the waters, drag crocodiles on out of there to eat them. Like they're strong, they're powerful, they're hard to take down, and then you still get some agility. I have it just a little bit over the mountain lion, maybe not quite as nimble. Uh, not quite as explosive, but I think more powerful. It's a thick cat. It's a it's a very thick cat. So we're going to go and get the Jaguar in there right ahead of the mountain lion uh, before we get into the real big boys at the top. Hmm. Uh, hand up. I didn't realize that Jaguars were in America. I said Jaguars. You can, everyone. No, that's can, what I always say. I know. I've We've had several comments about the way I pronounce Jaguars. Um, I don't care. Uh, I did not realize they were in southwestern United States to Central America. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised. This is one I had to look up too. Cause I, yeah. I was like, I don't think they're in the United States, but Hey, maybe they are. Let me give it a look. And sure Jacksonville. Enough, to the old Google. They nailed it. Um, yeah, I, huh. I learned something new every day here on KCS and update number three. I've got bison, big bison guy, big animal. I like a, the, my top three are pretty burly. They're pretty burly guys. Uh, you, you got sense. some pretty big animals going on. Bison, I just think the sure power and size is one of the things. And and Oklahoma drills that seem to always go well, right? When you were when you were going through Oklahoma drills back in the day, you didn't really want to get that big guy because you know maybe you could juke him out a little bit, but more than likely it's such a close space that you're gonna get get hammered. Uh, bison, I've got at number three. Maddie, you're number two. Number two, we're getting back into the, uh, speaking of the burly types, we're going with the grizzly bear, mm. big old bear, you know, and bears, you know, they can, they can launch, you know, they can do some two foot action, oh, yeah. some four foot action. They got the big old paws. They can reach out there and get you this bad boys pushing almost up to 1000 pounds, but still a little agile can run a little bit. Give me a grizzly bear coming in here at number two. I think we can work on both the ball carrier as a tackler. I think a bear, I, I, I would be, you had a polar bear on there. I don't know if you have any more bears, but like a bear is a pretty, clear-cut good animal in the wild to oh, yeah. translate to football they're one of the top ones and i've got grizzly bear at my number two actually as well uh just because uh I, I was telling you this before we started i think the saying goes brown lay down uh black attack grizzly bears are they wait there's there's brown bears and black bears right like those are two separate types of bears and then grizzlies are like its own thing right I believe grizzly bears fall into the brown bear category, but they are their own type of brown bear, but you can't okay. quote me entirely on that. I think they're pretty aggressive. Uh, I think that grizzly bears are my favorite type of bear, um, and bears are my favorite animal. Uh, so I think that I'm going, and I put them at number two because I think there's one animal that is like going to be real good at this. I wonder if we have the same number one. We could think, like, have the same number one. We have the same number two. What is your number one? Right. Just look at the way this is breaking down right now. Like I can't think of a lot of other stuff that would really be competing here for number one, but we'll have to yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you got? I got the moose coming in mm. at number one. 
Big old moose, big old antlers yeah. taking on cars in the streets of Canada. The moose wins. They take them out as they listen. I, they're not quite as hefty as the bison, but they're a little bit bigger. They have the protection of the giant horns, a little bit more agile. Both of them will you know, be a lot of physical action, a lot of a lot of head smacking going on. Oh. But give me the moose. Give me the moose. I think I think it's got the combination of size, speed. It's got the head protection. It's got weapons. Those yep. antlers are huge. You can essentially cover legitimately the entire Oklahoma drill portion of that you're getting in there with just your rack. Just the rack. Give me a big old moose. I think coming in at like 1,600 pounds, ooh, give me a big old moose out there to win this Oklahoma drill. I always get surprised when I see a video of a moose in like next to a car, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like those things are huge. And so when I, when, to full transparency, when I made this list, I wrote down moose at number one automatically. I was like, all right, I mean, that's the number one. Moose is the number one, and then I'll, I'll go from there. Um, but you're right. I think it kind of in the same vein as like bighorn sheep, right? This is just a bigger bighorn sheep of like it's <laughs> the head, but it's got an also massive body and it has, uh, I almost said talent. It has the talent. <laughs> uh, you know that the moose is, uh, and that's why I clarified. That's why I wanted to clarify with you for doing North America. I know they're more prevalent in Canada and there are some in the United States, but I think in Canada, they're a lot bigger than they are in the United States. I I think so. Like I think there's different like types of them and stuff like that. And so yeah, I think if you go a little bit farther north, there's some bigger ones. But either way, a moose is huge. Like let's just. I mean, it's a, it's an easy choice. Uh, let us know in the comment section below what oh. you think uh, about uh, animals. If we missed anybody, Maddie, you had the big cats covered. You had mountain lions and jags. I had no cats on my yeah. list. Right. And like realistically in an Oklahoma drill, I think a cat's at a little bit disadvantaged because they're not quite as big and you are dealing with like a little bit of limited space. Right. Mm. But like, that's why I was trying to think. I also want a cat that can jump. Like if I can just take a little, a little leap, a little leap up and over, that at least covers the ball carrier side. And I tried to get a bigger cat that would maybe see a chance to bring down a bear or a moose. Mm. I had a, just for, you know, the fun. Um, I think it was, I had a Wolverine just off, oh. just off the list looking in from the outside just because like, you know, I'm never going to bet against it. Like it's obviously not going to win. Right. It's not big enough. Right. But like you're never going to bet against the Wolverine and anything. Absolutely not. Honey badgers. Are they in North America? And no. Um, we can both look it up now, but I'm pretty sure they don't live in the United States or North the America. Am the American honey badger. Hey, well, I'm incorrect then. Uh, I thought they were mostly not here. Like, Africa is where. Oh uh, wait, you might be right. Know. They might just be badgers in America. Honey badgers are native to areas of Africa and Asia. No, okay, so so you were right. Yeah. Um, that's according to the San Diego Zoo. Shout out the San Diego Zoo. Um, <laughs> and I thought about doing a loophole of like, hey, look, all these animals are in North America because they're at the zoo. Um, but that would have been, uh, you said native to North America, so kind of kind of pigeonholed me into it, which I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> okay, just review before before we go. Uh, Maddie, you had bison at five, mountain lion at four, jags at three, uh, two was grizzly bear, one was moose. We had the same two and one. Um, Ooh. I had bighorn sheep at five, polar bear at four, bison at three, grizzly bear at two, moose at one. I saw strong lists all around, honestly. I love to see other solid lists. Oh, please, yeah. Tweet at Maddie and I at Maddie underscore KCSN at Tucker D. Franklin. Tag us in your list on Twitter if you are on Twitter. Leave it in the comments section. Um, 
You can go to Threads at Tucker D. Franklin on Threads. You're at Maddie. You're you're Maddie KCSN on Threads, right? Maddie underscore KCSN. I'm something on there. I don't know what it is, but I I am there. You can maybe find it if you search enough. Maddie's on Threads. I bullied him into getting it. So uh, that's gonna do it for today's episode of KCSN Update. Thank you for sticking all the way to the end of this episode. I know uh, football is almost here. I promise. I promise it is almost here, and we we're gonna run out of these. <laughs> nonsense things to talk about but appreciate you sticking with us all the way to the end of today's episode drop a mm, what emoji should i have you guys drop in the comment section if you stayed all the way to the end um drop i think drop, you can do a money bag for chiefs holic yes drop a money bag in the comment <laughs> section if you stayed all the way to the end of the video or you know tweet at me uh at tucker d franklin <laughs> Well, money bag if you listened all the way to the end. Love you guys so much. Uh, thank you uh, for everything we do here at KC Sports Network. For Maddie Lane, I'm Tucker Franklin. Thank you for listening to today's episode of KCS and Update. I'll be back next week. We'll talk to you. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.